Hello, 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 and welcome to the Good Life with Dawn Richards podcast. I am Dawn Richards, your host, and I want to say Happy New Year. Happy Sunday. It's a Sunday today, and happy almost Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. Wow. We are so blessed to be in a new year. I know this is my first time putting out a podcast in 2022, so I'm excited to be here with you. I'm thankful to the Lord that we made it, that we're here in the land of the living. We're alive. We're well. We're thriving to the glory of God. And that's not based on whatever situation or circumstance you may or may not be facing right now. That's based purely on our belief, our trust, and our faith in what God has said to us about his goodwill for our lives and about this year in particular. And I want us to jump right back in because we're going to be talking once again about the goodness of God. So I'm here to share more on the goodness of God because I felt like we only started to really scratch the surface in episode 50. We're now in episode 51. And I believe the Lord would have us go deeper into what his word has to say about the goodness of God. Um, The world would have you believe that God is a you know, absentee father, that he's not aware of what's happening in the earth right now, that, you know, he's dialed it back and, you know, he's off the throne. He He's no longer the almighty, all-powerful God. All of that is lies. God is as powerful as he's ever been and he will always be. He loves you. He loves me. He's on the throne. He's committed to being good to you and his word proves it. And so that's why we have to make sure we are feasting on what he has to say, not what the news cycles have to say, not what the circumstances have to say, not what our our parents or our neighbors or our colleagues or our pastors or anybody, really, our best friend, our spouse. But if it doesn't line up with what God has said, then we know the Bible teaches us that we let God be true, meaning his word is the final authority and every man else and everyone else a liar. So I'm really excited For us to start this year focused on the goodness of God. Um, Remember I said in episode 50, if you've had a chance to listen, when we seek, S-E-E-K, the good, then we will see, S-E-E, the good. Now, you know, that could also work in the reverse. If you're constantly seeking the downside of things, the woe is me. Oh, you know, I don't know. And, you know, they said inflation. They said layoffs. They said coronavirus. They said Yeah, but what did God say? That's where we want to give the primary focus and faith and belief and repetition to, right? They're going to always be saying something, no matter who they are, through the end of time. From when we're no longer here in this earth and we're up in heaven, they're still going to be saying something. You just got to make sure what you're saying is what you want to have in your life. Because the Bible says the power of life and death is in your tongue. And that's what I love about it. The power of life and death is not in somebody else's tongue for my life. It's in my tongue for my life. So it doesn't matter what anybody else says. It doesn't matter what spell, hoax, crazy thing somebody else tries to speak on your life. It has no sticking power. What has sticking power is what you say about your life. So what are you saying? What are you believing? What are you focusing on? What are you seeking? Well, I hope to help you seek, focus on, Speak forth, proclaim, and ultimately walk in the goodness of God as I'm doing for myself. So with that, 
let's jump right back into the scriptures because I have several. I pray that we'll get through today. Obviously, we're going to let the Holy Spirit have his way. So, you know, if we get through five or if we get through 10 or more, um, it's going to be all good. Right. Amen. So let's go. If you have your Bibles, if you're able to get a Bible safely, if you're driving or, you know, mobile or doing something else, you can always come back. Um, I'll probably make a list of the scriptures anyway and, and, you know, share them. So don't worry about it if you can't get your Bible. But if you are near your Bible, it's great to read along. And I'm going to start in the New Living Translation, and we're going to pick up today in Psalm 65, verse 11, because I want you to know first and foremost that God's will for you this year. We're in a brand new year, and this year God has said he plans to be good to you, and I have it on good authority right here in Psalm 65, 11. And there it says, the Lord will crown the year with his goodness. Actually, that's the King James translation. So King James, the, the New Living Translation says you crown the year with a bountiful harvest. That's still good, right? And even the heart pathways overflow with abundance. But God makes a promise to us. And I take this promise with me into every new year. In 2021, I took this promise into the year with me. In 2020, I took this promise into the year with me. In 2019, I took this promise into the year with me. And I'm bringing it into 2022 and on and on and on. Every year, I decree and declare what God has said about my year. And God has said about my year that he's crowning it with his goodness. That means that's what covers you and your life for the year. When you put a crown on something, it's on the top of it, right? It it covers it. And that's. That's that's kind of like the mandate. And so God's mandate for our lives this year and every year thereafter, because we're looking forward, we're not focusing on the past. We're looking forward. God's focus and plan for us is his goodness. I want you to start speaking that out, praying that over your life, praying that over your family, thanking God for it. Really, all you have to do is thank him for it and receive it. Because he's already said it and already committed to doing it. And there'll be things in this earth realm that will try to contradict that. We don't pay those things any attention. Remember, I said I take it into every year. Well, 2020 was doing what 2020 did. 2021 was doing what 2021 did. And 2022 may be doing some things. But guess what? It didn't stop the goodness of God. And and, in all of that, I was able to say the Lord was good to me. The Lord took care of me. The Lord covered me. The Lord provided for me. The Lord protected me. The Lord loved me and comforted me and all of those things. And so this is where I choose to focus and make the final authority in my life. And I pray that you'll do the same. So now that we have the foundation set and we know that it's God's will, how do we know it's God's will? Because we feel like it, because we woke up with a warm, fuzzy feeling. No, has nothing to do with your feelings. We know it's God's will because it's in his word. The will of God equals the word of God. So anytime you want to know God's will on a matter, just go to the word. Hey, I met this man and you know, he is so fine, man. And girl, he is rich. Did I tell you about all the houses he has and all the trips he takes? And girl, his business is pop. Okay, well, that's great, girlfriend. Why is he born again? No, girl, he's not saved. That's the one thing. He's not saved. But, you know, 
Well, hold up. Now, we just said that God's word is his will, right? So in that example, if you're wanting to know if it's God's will for you to marry this fine, rich, prosperous, seemingly person. And you get to the part about unequally yoked and he's not a Christian, he doesn't believe as you believe, then you can cross it off the list and you can throw the whole you can throw the baby in the bathwater away because we already know that's not God's will. But Don, are you kidding? I mean, he meets everything else. Where if we have so much passion and chemistry, I, eh, 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 remember, let God be true and every man alive. God said, do not be equally yoked together with who, with who, with who? The unbeliever. If that person's an unbeliever, that's not God's will. So I'm just giving that as an example. Um, but truly, people do these things all the time. And then when things don't go as they plan, they get mad at God. But the Bible says that people mess up and wreck their own lives and get mad at God. See, we have us to thank most of the time when our lives are in a mess. But the good news is that we serve a good God who will pull us out of our mess even when we made it. And he'll turn those messes into masterpieces if we'll allow. The even better news is that we don't even have to get into most of the messes that we get in if we'll just honor God's word. So we know it's God's will for this year to be a good year, for it to be the best year yet. Why? Because his word has promised it to us. Psalm 65, 11, and you can go to many other scriptures, Jeremiah 29, 11, all throughout the word. And you'll see God over and over committing to be good to us. So let's go into it even further. Let's go over now to Psalms 92. We're going to spend a lot of time in the Psalms today. So if you've got your fingers ready in Psalms on your Bible app or in your Bible, we're going to spend a lot of time in the Psalms. We'll go a few other places, but mainly we'll be in the Psalms. So Psalms 92, 15, I want you guys to see this scripture. I hope you're already excited. I hope if you came, if you came into this new year feeling pressured, if, I, if you came in feeling heavy, if you came in feeling like, you know, I don't know what the future holds. I don't know what this year is going to be. You know, I'm not feeling so great about this new year. You can put all that to the side now, right? Because you just saw God say to you, I'm going to be good to you this year. I'm crowning this year with my goodness. So when he says his goodness, that takes all the pressure off of us because it doesn't have anything to do with what we can do in our own strength. The Bible says it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. God is going to work it all out. God is going to perfect all that concerns you. God is going to make a way out of no way. He's he's able to take the pressure. See, when they say you don't want this smoke, God said, I, I want the smoke. In fact, I created the smoke. <laughs> I, I can take all the smoke and smoke you. So God is going to do it as we trust in him. Jesus says the only thing that God wants you to do, because we're always about what should I be doing? Maybe I should be praying more. Maybe I should be reading my Bible, you know, five more, five more minutes than I did yesterday. Maybe I should be, you know, going on a missions trip. You know, maybe I should be giving more. And all those things, if they're spirit led, yes, have a place in our walk as believers because we are called to serve. We are called to make a difference in our in our communities, in our generation and to give and to glorify God with our gifts and talents. But that in and of itself is not what's going to position us or qualify us for the goodness that God has designed for us. 
Our trust and faith in him is what does that. And that's why Jesus said the only thing that he wants you to do, since I know you guys are so into your checklist and all of that, is believe. I simply want you to believe. So if you can believe, you're still in the running. You're still in the running. Hallelujah. For the goodness of God. If you're in faith, if what God has said about you and to you is bigger than what? The newscast says bigger than the doctor's report, bigger than, you know, your financial report, any of those things, bigger than what you may be dealing with in certain relationships or whatever. God's word, if you believe it, will surpass that, overcome that and cause his goodness to be manifest in your life. So Psalms 92, let me get there. And we're looking at verse 15, and I am this time actually in the New Living Translation. So Psalms 92, which is right after one of my absolute favorite psalms, which I encourage you, if you're not already, really start to dig into Psalms 91 and make it a daily thing. Um, Again, not because that's going to give you any brownie points, but it's going to make your spirit and your heart that much more confident in who God is in your life. All these promises in the Bible They lie dormant until we turn on the power switch. My pastor calls it turning on the power. He says Georgia Power has already, and that's a that's a local electric company in um in Georgia, wherever you may live. You know, you may have a different electric company, but when the electric company supplies the power to you, you paid your bill. Now they're supplying the power. They're not going to come and turn the light switch on for you. That's your part. Now you do have to do something. You've got to at least walk over to the light switch and turn it on, or cause your smart home to activation to come on you've got to do some programming you've got to do something and then once you do that then hey there's light well it's the same with the word of God all these promises are here that's why we take the time to get into the word that's why we take the time to meditate that's why we take the time to worship that's why we take the time to pray that's why we take the time to read our bibles go to church have our bible studies so we can know what God has said to us about us glory to God And then you start digging into the word and you see all this goodness that's in here. And you're like, I didn't know God said that. Oh, man, I didn't know God said he blessed me coming in and blessed me going out. I didn't know he said he'd defeat my enemies and that no weapon formed against me will prosper. You don't know it until you get into the word. So you've got to get into the book. You know, maybe it's time to get off Facebook and put your face in the book. Hey, I'm just, you know, not trying to meddle. But anyway, so Psalms 92 Verse 15 says, they will declare the Lord is just. He is my rock. There is nothing but goodness in him. I want to say that last part again. There is nothing, no thing but goodness in him, meaning If God were to be under surveillance, if they were to try to put God under the microscope, (laughs) they can't. But if they were. If we try to examine God from any angle that we come at it, all we're going to find is goodness. Because there is nothing but goodness in him. Now, see, when you are full of something, you know, people are full of a lot of things. I'm not, I'm not going to even say what you're thinking. Shame on you. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> people can be full of a lot of things, but when you're full of something, what does that mean? The Bible in another scripture says the Lord is full of compassion. 
And compassion ties right into his goodness. We're going to see that in a moment. But when you're full of something, what does that mean? That means there's room for nothing else. If the glass is full of lemonade, that means there's room for nothing else to get into the glass because it's already full of, in that instance, lemonade. God is full of goodness. There is nothing but goodness in him. So if you cut him open sideways, if you cut him vertically, if you cut him diagonally, if you hold him upside down, if you turn him right side up, all you're going to find is goodness. And doesn't that make you excited to know even more how good the Lord is and that your God is an absolutely good God? He's absolute good. You know, the world likes to say there are no absolutes. Oh, there are no absolutes. You know, it's a gray thing. You know, there's no absolute truth. It's what you think, how you believe. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Let me tell you. There's absolute truth. It's called the Bible. There's absolute lies. It's called anything that contradicts the Bible. There's absolute um, sexual uh, gender genders you know there's not non-binary is binary how can i say that with authority because the bible said it he said i made them male and female binary okay so we stick with the word and god is absolutely good he is the ultimate absolute and then we get the absolute truth from his word so that excites me because in other words you're not going to catch god on a day when he's not full of goodness You know, it's Wednesday and maybe your week hasn't been the best. Maybe, you know, you haven't been the best. (laughs) You know, maybe you've been having your fleshly moments. We all have them at times, unfortunately. Thank God for the blood. And maybe you're feeling like there's no way God could be good to me. The way I just acted after what I said or, you know, those thoughts that I had about that person or, you know, yada, yada, yada. Well, no, God is absolute good there's nothing but goodness in him so whenever you catch him you're going to catch him (laughs) with goodness you know as a child i I started to figure out i i I started to pay attention and and children do this they're they're very smart human beings are very smart creatures when when we want to be sometimes they're really dumb but most times you know god has blessed us with intellect and even as little little people we start to figure things out and I started paying very close attention to my mom. And there were certain times when I knew she was more disposed and more predisposed to tell me yes to whatever it was I wanted from her. And so I waited for those times. I didn't ask her right after I got in trouble about something. I didn't ask her if she looked like she wasn't in the best mood. No, I studied her and I waited. And then when I felt like the time was right, I went in with my ask. I went in with my question. (laughs) And more often than not, I got the answer I wanted, which was yes. So that was me trying to make sure I didn't catch her on a bad day or an off day. Well, guess what? With God, there's none of that. He's filled with goodness. You're never going to catch him on a bad day. You're never going to catch him on an off day. Now, will he chastise us? Will he, you know, because the Bible says that, A father who does not chastise his son doesn't love him. So absolutely, he's our parent. So he's going to correct us. 
He's going to help steer us or endeavor to help steer us in the right path when we get off path. But he never stops loving us and he never stops being good to us. Praise God. So let's go on. Let's go now to Psalms 129. And let's see how many more we can get in in the next 10 minutes. I, I tell you, once I get going, I love ministering to you guys and sharing the word and the Holy Spirit. He's invited in before I ever get on on the microphone. The Holy Spirit and I have already talked. I've already prayed and invited him in to have his way. So things just flow. And that's what we love. Right. So Psalms 129. Verse four. Let me get there. And I am in the New Living Translation once again. Okay, and this one is so good. It says, but the Lord is good. He has cut me free from the ropes of the ungodly. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. He has cut me free from the ropes of the ungodly. So if ungodly people, influences, temptations, Anything in your life that is binding you or attempting to bind you, you know, that's what ropes do. You, you use ropes to bind things, to tie them up, to to restrict. Right. Well, that's what the enemy wants to do in your life. He wants to get you all tangled up and tied up in his crap. In his foolishness, in his defeat. But we're saying no. And God has said no. He says he frees us no matter what the enemy tries. God is not going to. Let it be. His word is the final authority if we trust in him and if we look to him. So it could be actual natural danger where people are trying to bind you, you know, pursue you, do evil things. God shutting it down. He has them in control. They may not know it because they're in the dark and they're operating in darkness. But he knows and he's very intimately aware of what's happening in our lives. The Bible says he takes delight in every detail of our lives. Can you imagine that? He knows the number of hairs on our head. That's how intimately aware he is of us. And if you're bald and listening to this, he knows that you have no hair. <laughs> Either way, he knows you. He knows everything about you. The Bible says he sits back and he watches what happens on the earth. He watches the evil and the good. So there's nothing anyone anywhere is doing that God doesn't know about and that he's not keenly aware of now they're the ones who are in the dark because they don't realize that God is onto them but he is and so the promise here is that he will release us he will cut us free just imagine God coming in and cutting those ropes and now those sins and those weaknesses and those temptations and those inclinations and those people and those relationships and those situations and whatever it may be fall off and you go free. Hallelujah. That is a byproduct of the goodness of the Lord. He prefaced it by saying, I'm good. That's why I'm going to do this. See, that's a manifestation of the goodness of God. And we've got to learn how to recognize the, the goodness of God when it's happening right in our lives day by day. It may not always be this big shebang. God moves in the small, quiet, you know, details of life as well as the big moments so let's recognize him as much as we can let's pray and ask him to show us and open our eyes to how he's moving in our lives one thing I pray and say over myself um often 
is, Lord, I thank you for eyes that see. I thank you for ears that hear. And I thank you for a heart that perceives and recognizes what the spirit of the Lord is saying and doing in my life and midst. See, he says, my sheep hear my voice. They know my voice. So that's where we want to be tuned in to W-O-R-D, right? That's where we want to be tuned in to his frequency. So when he's moving, we recognize it. And we don't get in the way and we don't block and hinder things that he's trying to do in our lives. But we're actually a co-laborer with him, as the New Testament calls us to be. God's working and we're working and we're working in harmony and in unison to get that glory manifested in our lives. So let's go on now to Psalms 145 and 9. This is one of my favorites as well. I think I shared this in the last episode, but I want to bring it back to us. Psalms 145 and 9. And I, I hope you're being encouraged, seriously, um, because I know the enemy, he will love to lie to people and make them think they're hopeless, make them think God has forsaken them. God wants nothing to do with them. God has forgotten about them. God couldn't possibly care about what's happening in their lives because he's God. He has other things to be concerned about. No, that's right. He's God, meaning he can handle anything, anywhere, any day with every person, billions of people on the planet at one time and not break a sweat. Glory to God. So Psalms 145, verse nine. And here it tells us that the Lord is good to everyone. Now, sometimes I don't necessarily like that in the sense that that means he's good to heathens as well as he's good to saints. But then I have to remember I was once a heathen. Right. (laughs) And it was his goodness. Acts tells us that brought me into a place of repentance, which brought me ultimately into a place of salvation. So God is good to everyone. Because he's good, there's nothing but goodness in him. Number one. And number two, he's committed to it. When did he commit to it? When he said it here in his word. So he's good to everyone. The good news about that is that means you and that means me. See, we don't need to worry about anybody else. Sometimes, you know, you're sitting in church and the pastor has been preaching a good sermon. He's, you know, going in and you're thinking to yourself, I wish such and such was here to hear this. They need to hear this. They, They need to hear this. A bad attitude. Such and such really needs to be here today. And guess what? God saw fit to make sure whoever needed to be there was there, including you. Right. So instead of worrying about such and such and so and so, we have to focus on ourselves first and foremost. We put our own oxygen mask on. Right. And then when we get to flowing, we can go and help someone else. So God is saying, I'm good to everyone. And I say, hallelujah, because that means me. I'm in the mix. I'm I'm a part of everyone. And that's how I want you to receive it. God is good to everyone. That means you. Anytime the enemy tries to come and convince you that God is not good to you and he doesn't have plans on continuing to be good to you. I want you to think about this scripture here and say, oh, no, I know you're lying, Satan, because God said he's good to everyone and everyone includes me. And he didn't stop there. Listen to this. He said, I am good to everyone. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all his creation. He showers compassion. Just think about how refreshing it is when you get into the shower, especially if you're in a rain shower and the, and the, the water is just falling down over your body and, and how cleansing and refreshing and invigorating that is. Well, just think 
about how invigorating and refreshing and enlivening it is when God showers his compassion on you, when you don't deserve it, when you've fallen short, when you absolutely miss the mark, you know, when you hurt someone else, when you cause someone else pain, but yet God still has compassion for you and for me. And compassion, we come to know, is God's commitment to doing us good. So it ties right back into his goodness and making us happy. He wants to do you good and to make you happy. Think about that. You may be thinking, nobody cares about me. Nobody cares how I feel. Nobody cares what kind of life I'm living. Nobody cares. You know, I see everybody else, da 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 but nobody cares. No, God cares. And God says, I want to do you good. And I want to make you happy. God is invested in your happiness. He's invested in you being happy. He wants you to enjoy your life. Why be here if you don't want, if you're going to be miserable the whole time? That's not abundant life. That's not the good life. See, I call this the good life of Dawn Richards because Jesus told me in John 10, 10, that he came that I might have life, that I might have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. That's the amplified translation of that scripture. In other words, he wants me to enjoy my life. He came so that I could enjoy my life. He put the devil's lights out so I can enjoy my life. He is the king of glory, ruling and reigning so I can enjoy my life. He died and bled for me so I can and rose again so I can enjoy my life. So if we're not enjoying our lives, that doesn't mean every day is going to be tiptoeing through the tulips and a cakewalk. Absolutely not. We know that. If you live long enough, you come to realize that. But it does mean that there's an abiding peace and that, you know, eventually it shall come to pass. The trouble didn't come to stay, baby. It came to pass. Whether it wants to or not, it has to. Because God has mandated it to be so. The larger refrain of our lives is to be the goodness of God. Do we go through things? Do we have to overcome things? Absolutely. But even in those hard places, when God brings us out, he brings us out to a tone of victory, to a tone of surpassing grace, to a tone of your grace is sufficient, Lord. Thank you for bringing me through. I'm still standing. I don't look like what I've been through. The best is yet to come. I'm better off than I was before. Because see, when God restores you, and if you've lost things, if the enemy has stolen things from your life, physically, relationally, socially, in any any capacity, God will restore them. He's committed to doing that. That's a part of his goodness as well. And the great thing about God's restoration, it's not like the world where they say, okay, you had A, like you go to the insurance company, you got to make an insurance claim. And they said, okay, well, we see here that you had A, so now we're going to give you back A. Have a great day. No, when God comes in to restore, he says, okay, well, I see you had A, but I'm going to give you A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I love you. Go have a great day. He always gives you more than what you had before. He makes Satan pay for messing with us. He says, if you find the thief, he must repay sevenfold. That's the least amount that the enemy has to pay. At least seven times greater. That's God's math. And I, I quite like it. <laughs> Glory be to God. So let's move on. We have about 
one minute left. So let's see, what will we do in this one minute remaining? Um, why don't we end with the scriptures that tell us that the Lord is good and his faithful love or his mercy endures forever. You will see this all throughout the Bible. So I'll just give you a few scriptures to look at. Psalms 136. It's all throughout there. I actually, the last time, I think I told you Psalms 118, which is there as well, but it's all throughout Psalms 136. I encourage you to go there and read that entire Psalm. Really read all these Psalms. Um, Psalms 118 and one says that, of course, we also have First Chronicles 16 and 34. So it's encouraging us in these scriptures in particular to give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. Now, see, we got to be grateful. The spirit of entitlement has no place in the life of a gracious person. And we're gracious people. Right. So when someone does something for us and I'm just talking about in the natural in, in everyday life, if somebody holds the door for you, I'm appalled at people who somebody will hold the door for them and they'll walk through as if they deserved it and won't even bother to say thank you. That is disgusting. That's rude. That's not who we are. So we're gracious people, meaning we give thanks. We're grad. We're grateful for the things that God does for us, the things that others do for us, because the truth is nobody owes you anything. Nobody owes me anything. So let's be thankful, people. Let's be gracious. And especially to our God who gives us breath and wakes us up every morning. Let's give thanks to him, even if things aren't the way we want them to be in the moment. Let's keep believing and trusting that he's crowned our year with goodness, that his good plan is at work in our lives, that his goodness and mercy, Psalm 23 and 6, follows us all the days of our life, and that all is well with us. I thank you for listening. I pray that you've been blessed by today's message. I ask you to be liberal in sharing the podcast with others. Download it, comment, like, follow, subscribe, all the things. It's a blessing to be back with you again this year in 2022. We have so many exciting things on the horizon, so much to dig into and to take in from God's word and just all the things that he would have us. You know, I I look forward to just sharing more um, from my life and from the word as we go forth in this new year. So I just speak blessings on you and this will be your best year yet. Thank you again for listening. As always, remember to live the good life in Christ Jesus and to live intentionally. God bless you.